Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. This is the space where I get men together, drill into their skulls, and we try to work out how the male brain actually works and the male body. It started as a project in an area of mental health. We know when men speak to each other more, uh, male mental health outcomes improve, men need to check in more. Generally, when men talk, they have better outcomes on physical health and mental health. That's where it started. It has rapidly evolved into a space where nosy women turn up to open the Haynes manual of a man's brain and look in. It's a 50-50 listenership. We need descriptions of how men are working. We need to anatomize how men are working and tell women as well as getting men talking. That's what it's about, man baggage. And it would be the easiest thing in the world for me to get banging male guests and us to sit here like having lad conversations about how we can improve men. And there are loads of shows and podcasts like that. Go listen to them. They're amazing. However, point of difference, I always have a female auditor, a strong female presence who can call bullshit on any sexist generalizations or anything we've drifted into. You know what women are like. We might not know what women are like. And that's where we find ourselves today. And for a treat, we're in the studio. And for a double treat, someone who I invited thinking I'd be told, fuck off, but said yes. So busy. If you were in the comedy world, you would be Ramesh Ranganathan. But you're not, you're in the fitness world, making you James Smith. So influential everywhere. Book coming out, How To Be Confident. That's your second book, isn't it? Third. Third book. Exactly. And uh, thanks for coming, man. No, I really appreciate being here. You've taken, I mean, there's lots of influential PTs and physical um, trainers and body coaches online, but what you've done is completely different. You've sort of turned the conversation on its head, calling bullshit on trends, or rather giving your unvarnished opinion on trends. And also liberating, I suppose, blokes like me so that we can get fit in a, in a realistic way that fits in with the real life of being knackered and having a job and all that. Did you set out to do that at the beginning? Not really. When I was in the beginning, I was just trying to, you know, get the evidence across, trying, guys, this is interesting. But almost with some of your work as well, you'll have a very salient topic and you'll make it funny. And by making it funny, you can then hold someone for the whole duration of that topic. So I do that with just a pinch of education where it was only when I started, you know, putting inappropriate jokes, maybe being crass, facetious, that I'd retain a better, stronger audience and give someone a compelling reason to share which is a big part of growth strategy. And yeah, it's been a learning. I'm still learning now about what people like, what people don't like. Mm. And I suppose for me, there was a moment where I was like, I'm not going to be the most muscular personal trainer. I'm not going to be the most shredded, but you know what? I'm not going to be the most boring. 
and the mm. people I learn from are pretty dry. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because what you're saying is almost a, a, an analogy of what we do here. We are realized that men's mental health, it might be uncomfortable for some women, even some men to hear. There's better outcomes when humor is used, when inappropriate jokes are used, when facetiousness is used. Is Gary all right? His wife left him. Gary, you wanker, what a fine <laughs> chat in that order. <laughs> it's hard to explain to women that don't understand it, but men, sometimes, particularly men, need humor. And talking of holding someone in place for the force of humor, a wife, several leagues above me in looks but i used humor to trap her <laughs> into sex uh, i'm joined by my wife lindsay kane here so there was a drop out of the last minute so lindsay's filled in thanks for that such a dick and i could have put that fee that i've saved back into more production values like this <laughs> so lindsay's going to help me because we could spare about a million things with you i'm not suggesting you can only talk about physical fitness but i i just wouldn't forgive myself if we didn't talk about body confidence <laughs> What a panel I've got for you today. I mean, I've got, um, I don't even know how to bill you, Matt Evers, an engaging social content creator, online presence, entertainer. How, how would you describe yourself, Matt? Um, I'm a guy that likes to dress up in sequence and teach celebrities how to ice skate. Let's put it at that. But what I come to you for now is on your Instagram and your engaging feed and all your funny videos and things like that. You know, social media, I wasn't around when I started Dancing on Ice. And it was, it's been a really interesting ride coming into where we are today, learning how to, I guess, use social media in a helpful sense, because it can be very dangerous. Uh, and, and I think I kind of take a, a note out of your book in regards to, I, I try and be funny because the world that we live in right now is it's tough and it, it's a hard place to live. And so, you know, as opposed to taking half naked selfies and this, that, and the other, I really try to engage in a more I guess, a real human sense. And I, I love to take the piss out of myself. Well, we can't do this show, just two men just grilling each other. What would normally happen here is we would have the female auditor would join. We have a strong female presence that can call to account some of the lazy, sexist stereotypes that normally, predominantly, I would say 80% straight men, the guests on here, would exchange their heterosexual stereotypes with each other while a heterosexual female then pronounces her audit of that's bullshit, sexist people. We're mixing things up today. We're on skates, we're online. And today's female auditor is none other than Ella, Ella Vadai. Uh, I, I can't bring myself to, because, because I'm a joke writer, I can't bring myself just to say Ella Vadai. So I'm giving it, I want to give it a more uh, French pronunciation. Yeah. Ella, thank you. Or you could say Elevade, be very, you know, on the, on the nose with, the, with what's going on. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. But for people listening to this, they'll be wondering what the fuck I'm going on about when I'm turning into <laughs> Alan Partridge. It's because you look absolutely magnificent. Oh. And Ella is, of course, a woman. Yeah, of course. Of course, she's she's a woman. I feel much like Matt. I put, I'm a man who wears sequins, but I don't teach skating. I just twat about on a stage and sing songs. That's my job. <laughs> well, I'm just my, missing the sequence here. Uh, if, listeners are, if listeners are wondering, I would say fit as fuck and probably three beers. <laughs> I considered it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's where everyone was wondering how many beers. Uh, well, it's a three beer run. So today we're doing attention seeking. My dad was, a, I don't know if you know, was a semi-professional bodybuilder, steroid injecting, weightlifting, decadurabilin, 5% body fat. Oh, look how big my muscles are. Wait a minute, my old was fucked. Goodbye, dad, 2003. So that was my dad's life. So I've got skin in the game, paper thin, 3% body fat, 
skin in the game. And back then, body confidence meant look great, feel great. It fucking does not mean that anymore. Nonetheless, let's try and define it. It's how a person feels about the way they look. What's changed is our definitions of what way people look has moved on. It's a dangerous area, this. If you think you're gonna be triggered if you've got issues around body dysmorphia, if you're overweight and can't handle for any frank discussion, maybe switch this one off and sit it out. But in your opinion, James, we will come to you in a moment, babe. Are men more body confident than women? Do you train the sort of equal amount or did? It's difficult because the metrics have changed. I mean, if we rewind maybe 30 years, the definition of what a manly man would be, would be, you know, provides for his family, comes home, hair on his chest, yeah. or yeah, you know, I know how to use a hammer and a drill. You're, you're a man. Now suddenly, if you don't shave your legs, shave or get your chest waxed and you don't have massive pecs and, you know, perfectly chiseled jaw, you're not a man. So let's not make it just about me. <laughs> the standards have changed, but then again, the standards have changed for women. So yeah. we're in such like a, a nuanced debate, but it's also at the same time, something that's been hijacked uh, you know, by almost an extreme body positivity that's yeah. lended itself to media and, and being echo chambered as well, because now you can't talk back against the body positivity movement. Yeah. So it's very clear from the onset that some people, especially plus size models who absolutely have a position in the industry are now being taken advantage of by big companies in a, an attempt to virtue signal. Look how much we care, we're going to pick this person to promote our product. and that almost is doing a disservice to the body positivity movement. But like you said before, how we feel is the most important thing about how we look, but we've never lived in a world where it's so easy to expose ourselves to, to the top, not even 1%. I mean, if we look at the world's population and the amount of genetic freaks that are out there, let's say 0.0001% of the world, no matter what they do, are gonna look like a Greek God. That's thousands of people that we can follow on social media. Yeah. And the way that the algorithms work, these people are going to go straight to the top echelon of engagement. So, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, you could do 10 press-ups, squat your body weight and run 5K. You might be in the best shape in your town. But now, because we've got such access and reach to far corners of the earth, it's very easy to feel depressed about that. Same way with people that are incredibly rich. You know, you go into TikTok, people with Bugatti Veyrons, people buying 200 grand watches, all of these things. And when you look at Rolexes and all these cars and everything, it makes you feel like, oh, I don't have much money. But not many of us wake up and look at, oh, what's uh, Jeff Bezos got in his bank account? We don't get that on our Nat West and go, oh, bloody hell. But when we have our physiques, we do look in the mirror and go, wow, I'm not worthy. You know, I don't have what it takes. And again, it is like we're competing with that top 0.1% and almost intentionally depressing ourselves. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Raw masculinity stands before me. Uh, I mean, we are recording this and during the tech, he actually grew a fresh beard even though he was cleanly shaven beforehand. That's how much testosterone rockets through. Gethin Jones, man of the media, TV presenter. I mean, what is your primary job? It's like me, I, d I don't really have a primary job anymore. I mean, I say comedian, but I spend my time arsing around doing so much other stuff. Would you still say TV presenter is your number one job? Yeah, I think so. I, I remember Billy Baxter, the creator of Blue Peter. I remember her watching the show once and I had a particularly bad show and I went in to see her and she said, my dear Gethin, keep doing it until someone realises your shit. And I thought that was the best advice ever. And 20 years on, here I am. Yeah, comedy follows exactly the same motto, except it's, norm it's normally accompanied by a projectile to announce that realisation. <laughs> now, it would be the easiest thing in the world to just sit here and me and Gethin talk about men's mental health and men communicating. Listen, guys, there is a space for that. The more men that do it, the better. Check in, check in with your friends. As a bloke gone silent on your WhatsApp group, check in, check he's OK. It's all good stuff. I was just always worried that we would drift into sexist generalisations and, well, you know what women are like, which is why I always have a strong female voice, uh, a female auditor. And today it's friend of the show, Cece Coleman. You've been on before, right, Cece? Not too long ago. Um, no, you've been on mine. I've been on yours. That's why I recognise your mine. Zoom face. All right, you yeah. owe me a favour. Oh, wicked. I knew I recognised you from that Zoom corner. So you've not done it? No. Well, I'm no, sorry, I've got bad new. information. Welcome, Cece Coleman. What a, what a, an honour to have you. Now, again, I'm going to ask you the same, you know, sort of omnipresent everywhere. How would you like to be billed? Well, I'm doing online coaching now, so I've kind of switched a little bit. I'm doing some health wellness coaching. You're perfect guest for this show. Perfect. I'd prefer to go on that podcast. Yeah, exactly. Should we just switch over? Oh, no, I don't have a mm. podcast on it. I have a dating podcast. It's a matter of time. That's... It's a matter of time. Well, funnily enough, that's probably why we've ended up back together again, Cece, because I want to talk about dating and romance today. This is why I've been introducing you in quite unusual ways, because we are attention seekers for a living. Normally, I'd say I'm joined by Blah, they're a sprinter. But today is about attention seeking on all levels in our personal lives and our professional lives. First of all, although it needs definition, let's define it. Uh, attempting to attract the attention of other people typically by disruptive or excessively extrovert behaviour. Uh, I should have had a glitter, glitter cannon was supposed to fire off behind me. Sebastian, I told you, stop warming up the massage oils and prepare the glitter. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sebastian's, Engli hot, Sebastian's English is awful. His thighs are so, they're so strong. So... I mean, I don't know who to ask. I mean, you're going to have such a unique perspective on this, Ella, mm. um, because you, in the in your job, you professionally uh, do what we could call performative femininity. Yeah. So you sort. It's no different from if I spoke French during the day. I think I'm more than qualified to talk about speaking French and Frenchness. Mm -hmm. 
Sure. I'm interested what Professor Vaday has to say about this question. Do you think men are more attention-seeking than women? Oh, God, that is a tricky question. I mean, in my job, like most of us here, like we live to get the attention to, to please an audience, don't we? So I, I don't know. I think that women are more attention-seeking personally. I think men don't usually go out of their way to create attention. I don't know if in a normal job, I feel like men try to be like, oh, I'm just going down the pub, you know, just going to sneak out. So, um, I mean, my opinion on that would be probably men are not as attention-seeking. Uh, it's hard to ask this with a straight face, but would you describe yourself as, as attention-seeking? Of course. Well, I mean, once, <laughs> but but once, once you're out of character, yeah. would you say that that is your natural personality? Anyway, do you know what's been interesting with me? Obviously, uh, one of the most attention-seeking jobs you can do is the arrogance of thinking you can make strangers laugh. Mm. I mean, for fuck's sake, to stand on stage, no, no costume, no cast, yeah. no equipment, apart from a microphone, the arrogance of it... But the effect it's had on me, it's made me less attention-seeking in my everyday life. Before I did this job, I was the first one up dancing, loudest one at the table, a show-off. That's gone away now. Now I'm sort of maybe the second or third one up dancing <laughs> rather than the first. I think the whole reason... Like, I've been a performer since I was a kid. Like, I went to college, trained professionally, musical theatre acting. So I've always had a way to express myself that isn't myself, you know? So... <laughs> Even though in drag I feel very confident, love the attention, you know, online I'm present. I think when I'm not doing this, I love to just sort of blend into the background, be very normal. So I do feel like I can personally switch it on and off because I think it's not really healthy to be always attention-seeking. Like, in my day-to-day -day life, I'm quite happy and comfortable. Like, boyfriend, dog, car, you know, all the normal, boring things. So, like, me doing drag is kind of that other side that I can explore and just have a laugh and just, you know, have everyone look at me and enjoy it. Now, romance, if you're not sure, guys, <laughs> I mean, if you need this to find you, your marriage is dead. But uh, romance is a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. <laughs> Boner SFX. Now, <laughs> Gethin, are men more romantic than women? Boom. I think so. I'm quite old-fashioned. I'm not sure you're allowed to be that old-fashioned these days, are you? But um, I'm quite old-fashioned, and I think the sort of small, chivalrous things in life are really important. Like, I will open a door for a lady, but sometimes it backfires. Like, um, the I door. The door hits her in the face, you mean? <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it gets slapped on the face <laughs> by the door. Uh, no, but I remember I, I've opened the door before for um, a lady, and I've had one of them turn around and say, I can do that myself with a bit of an attitude. Ooh. Without meaning to do a qualitative analysis of, of your romantic endeavours, would you call opening a door romance? Yeah, because it starts there, doesn't it? It's chivalry. It's chivalry. It's chivalry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chivalry. But in, in the same way, I always open them... Um, it's my, my nan, my auntie Gina, always sort of taught me this, which is weird when I mention her and I'm talking about romance. It sort of gets a bit confused along the way. But That's a double Freud, that. The mother of your mother. Yeah, the mother of the mother involved... <laughs> But I'm Welsh, so it's, it's allowed. It's an, e it's an Edie Weedypus complex, Esther. So now my nan's involved. <laughs> anyway, but you open the door for... Uh, I remember when I lived in America and I would walk around to uh, the other side to open the door for a girl who was British, who I was dating at the time. And she, she was like, oh, you've you forgotten what side the wheel is in your car. I'm like, no, no, I would do this anywhere I was in the world. I like to open the door and close the door. 
But then, I don't know, it feels like you're not allowed to do that anymore. There was little things. But, I mean, we see at the time of recording, whether you watch it or not, um, there is a big show on British TV called Love Island. And uh, you can watch it one of two ways. You can watch it in a genuine way, like Becky and Tasha, or you can watch it in a David Attenborough way, the way I watch it. And that's why I find it so <laughs> interesting, because they use words like grafting and getting your game on and everything like that. And so you would think in 2022, with people that are 19 to, I think the granddad in there is 28, you would think that romance would be equally apportioned, but it's not. If It's still, Cece, it's still the boys having to do the romantic gestures, make breakfast, make the first move. Why aren't we evolving? It's 40 years since the pill was invented. Like we can all bang each other's senses without consequences. What the fuck's going on? No, I agree with you. I think it's very confusing. I was recently on a date with someone who we were talking about like etiquette and what you should and shouldn't do. And I was trying to say that I really appreciate the gesture of somebody paying the bill on the first day. And I clearly didn't get this message across properly because at the end, <laughs> at the end of the, the, the day, the waitress comes over, I'm holding my card because I always feel awkward, so I always get my card out anyway. And she says, all in one card. And I kind of looked at this guy like, are you going to fucking say something or what? He said no. nothing. No. So, yeah. So I said, oh, well, we'll, we'll go halves. So... Even after my eight years on first dates, where I can't even tell you how many dates I've seen, after watching Endless Love Island, I still get it wrong. I still can't seem to communicate that it'd be really nice because of my background and the traditional ways that I enjoy just to pay the fucking bill on the first date. Just to get from you, Linz, the, the answer from the top, you must have noticed a, a difference about body confidence in men versus women. I mean, I went on my first lads holiday, you know, with all my mates when we went to Las Vegas. Yeah. And we are already in our 30s. It's the first holiday where I had men in my group. We're going to pool party. All oh, right, um, do you reckon I can leave a T-shirt? Language I'd never heard coming out of men's mouth. We'd gone all the way through our 20s, like, Ray, I've got a rabbit smoking a spliff tattoo on my flabby belly, England. I just <laughs> ne would never cross our minds. Imagine going back in a time machine and saying to Jermaine Greer, I've got some bad news. Uh, women will get a bit more power, but not, not equal wages. But what's going to happen instead is men will descend to their level of paranoia and, and waxing and eating disorder to join them in a shaved body hell. But who do you think is more body confident? Have you noticed a difference in how, in how men are? I genuinely think it's a real mix. It's just interesting people, like I think obviously social media plays a massive, well, the, the, one of the biggest parts. I did a, a thing recently with Paul Moore. He's like a, a coach, um, business coach or men, like mental, yeah. it just helps you get in, you know back on track basically. And it was the women's one and we had like a little WhatsApp group and all the, most a lot of the women were like, oh my God, I'm really nervous about getting in the bikini. And, and I was like, just don't give a fuck. Don't get, no, no one cares about your cellulite or how, you know, what you look like. That's just you, how you feel, but they're worried about themselves. And I think if you could go back and tell younger people, like just, I think what I'm trying to say is people care about themselves and not bothered about what you look like, you know, there's in a, a bikini. There's a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt that says, people wouldn't care so much about what other people think if they realized how seldom they do, which is saying, mm -hmm people don't realize how little other people care about yourself. Yeah. If they did, yeah. you wouldn't care so much. It's actually liberating. So when I'm working with some stand-ups backstage, I mean, I've, I've got over that hill in, in my life. I have to. With stand-up, 
you would just be dead from depression within five years if you yeah. worried about what everyone's thinking about you because yeah. in a thousand people in an audience, a hundred people again can't stand this cunt with their yeah. eyes. But uh, I'll be backstage with newer comics again. I did this line on TV like five years ago. What if the audience recognise it? Oh, mate, you'll be lucky if they remember you. Yeah. People so have true. got fucking kids, yeah. cancer, careers. Do you think they're going to remember a joke you did on Live at the Apollo in 2008? And that for me is a metaphor about all the other stuff you're talking about. You need to get out of it. Get out of your head, uh, your own head. Like no one gives a fuck, no one cares. This is the end of part one, the best of man baggage. My bulging baggage still bulges. Come back for part two. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.